welcome to Freaky Fauna Friday, where every Friday we take a little time and explore some of the freaks of nature from around the planet we cherish so deeply. So please, jump aboard and let's explore the wilds together. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Freaky Fauna Friday. We're back at the end of the week. I am the great and powerful Mr. E. And I'm Jay. And together, we're going to bring you a blast from the past. From the past? Mm-hmm. Why the past? Our first, I think it's our first fully extinct species. We're doing an extinct freaky fauna? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because keep in mind, 1% of 1% of all life is alive today. Mm-hmm. That's been on this planet. And the rest are all dead. Extinct. Oh, yeah. This planet's had several mass extinctions. Mm. We're going to talk about probably the largest land animal to ever exist. Paraceratherium? No. Oh. So you could fit Paraceratherium, which is the biggest, one of the biggest mammals to ever exist, right underneath this thing's belly. What is this, some kind of dinosaur? Yes. You did a dinosaur? Argentinosaurus. Argentinosaurus? Now, is there evidence this thing actually existed? Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean, yeah? A lot of fossils. Fossils are, you know, they're kind of so up Argent- for debate. Now, I'm going to give you one guess where Argentinosaurus was discovered. Well, Argentina might be too uh, <laughs> too uh, on the dot. You think it's named after a man named Argentine? No. Mm. I think it's probably the, the area in which it was found. The fossils are found. So I'm going to guess South America. Yeah. I mean, Argentina. Oh, okay. Argentine. Argentina. Oh, All right, cool. Lucky guess. The discovery of Argentinosaurus shook the world of paleontology. Okay, so it's a member of the Titanosaurs, which I... I mean, fake dinosaur? Uh, so, sauropods, specifically. Okay. It's a subgroup of sauropods, which are the everybody at home. Sauropods are the big, long-necked dinosaurs. Littlefoot from Land Before Time. Yeah. So, literally, it means, like, Bigfoot. That's why Littlefoot's name is funny. <laughs> and, like, if you noticed, all of the uh, Land Before Time, the main cast, all have funny names. Right, Littlefoot, Ducky. Well, Sarah is a Ceratopsian mm-hmm. or a Triceratops. Yeah. So Sarah is literally in the middle of both of the, the names. Petrie is a Petrodon. Mm. So literally the first word of that is Petrie. Mm. Uh, Ducky is a duck-billed dinosaur. That's hence the name Ducky. Yeah. And, and Spike, Spike is a Stegosaurus. Which has spikes on its backs. Yeah. The end of its tail. Oh, yeah. Close enough. But yeah, so... The reason this shook the world is because this is one of the the first actual titanosaurs that was fully discovered. Uh, so these are guys that, before they were discovered, really, they shattered what we thought of life on the surface, like what life on land could get to. Okay, size-wise. Yes, okay. and height and all of it. It does, uh, and we're going to talk about some of the weird stuff Argentinosaurus, like they don't uh, still understand how it worked. Okay. Uh, but So it was around during hmm. the Cretaceous period. From about 100 million years to 93 million years ago. So it had a quite a large reign. Seven million years? Or, yeah. Yeah. It's quite a long time. And then, but there, there was tons of other species. Uh, the Argentinosaurus name was coined from the country where it was f- discovered, which is Argentina. Or which Argentina. And it's, uh, its surname is, you know, the Greek word for, means lizard. Okay. So, Saurus. So, all it means is lizard. Sauropod, herbivore. How tall... You think these guys were? 112 feet. I have it in meters. 35 meters. Oh. 
I must not have been too far off, right? No, because it's three feet to a meter, right? Ish. Ish. Let's see. Wow, how many meters do you say? 35. So 35 meters to feet is 114 feet. Yeah, I was two feet off. You're right on the 114 dot. 114 feet, nine inches. Now, so. don't put that away quite yet. All right. Because it was 36.5 meters long. Oh, okay. Well, that's just a little further. A little longer than it is tall. Yep, that's 118 feet. So keep in mind, uh, we live in northwest Ohio. So the average grain silo is 90 to 100 feet tall. So bigger than So this those. creature had about 10 foot to 15 foot taller yeah. than the grain silos. That's nuts. That's big. Uh, yeah. And weight estimates on these guys bounce dramatically. On the really, really low end, they think they're right at 70,000 pounds. Pretty big. That's I am not in that camp. Like The math does not work. You mean they couldn't be or they could be? They are much bigger. Oh, okay. Some put uh, some people put them at seventy six tons. Oh, okay. That's so twice quite, the weight. Quite, yeah, quite a bit bigger. Uh, you know, around one hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably more apt. Something in that range. Okay. Uh, the only reason there's a lot more conservative estimates is because they can't mathematically make it work. Like they can't figure out how biologically they were that big and stood upright. Hmm. But nature. You can't put like right. rules onto nature. Nature always finds a way. Mm -hmm. And we just got their bones or the remnants of their bones to go yeah. off of. And we just know they're big. Yeah. They're really big. It took them, we estimate, and we have a pretty good, so Argentinosaurus, we have a lot of bones. We have a lot of fossils. You know, they're not true bones. But we have a lot of remnants of this species. Uh, we have a pretty good idea, we feel, about how long it took them to kind of reach adult size. Okay. About 40 years. 40? Yeah. How long are they supposed to live? Up uh, upwards of over a hundred. Okay. Keep in mind these guys are massive. Yeah. Uh, so they, we haven't found a lot of their eggs, but we think they were, you know, the eggs were about football size. Okay. Uh, and these guys lived in great giant herds. They probably nested like turtles, to where they would all they'd have a whole bunch of eggs in one area at the same time, and they basically they okay. flood the environment with food. It wouldn't just be like one egg. They'd be no, it was up. a whole bunch. I mean, okay. these are big guys. Yeah. A football-sized egg sounds big, but you're also talking about the something the size of a grain elevator. Yeah, I was actually going to say it sounds kind of small. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so they lived. These guys, uh, so this is another weird one, is trying to estimate their speed. So right now with computer modeling, it's gotten a lot easier mm -hmm. to kind of estimate these animals' speeds. And how we kind of judge these computer models is we don't take any data Internal, so like we take modern species, okay, and we take all the math that we would do for these extinct species and see what we get. Through but the like, thing is, with the modern species, we know how fast they are, right? Right, so we can test to see how accurate the computer models are, okay? Does that make sense? Yeah, so we, yeah, and then we use that for extinct species, okay? Uh, not saying it's fully 100% accurate, but it gives you a Ball, pretty, a pretty good idea, yeah. It's so, how fast it. do you think this guy was? Well. I mean, that big. I'm sure they didn't run that fast. I'd say about 20, 20 miles per hour. So the highest estimate we've gotten is around five to six miles per hour at That's top it? speed. That's it? Yeah. So they're just inching along. But at that speed, they would literally level everything in front of them. Right, yeah. yeah. Imagine these are all living tidal wave. Yeah. They are not fast. But they literally will destroy. They will squish everything. And we, so herd estimates of these guys. These were definitely herd animals. And it looks like they had an apex bull. Uh, so Whew. there's some really cool evidence with sauropods coming out that the bulls would release a, a chemical 
that would stunt all the other males in their their herd. Okay. So the other males would stay at a smaller size until the big bull died or was defeated. Hmm. And then that one would get to it. It's like a, we talked about it with phenotypes before, that where they would unlock a new phenotype and they'd grow a little more and they'd get these dramatic characteristics. Hmm. Uh, and we see it with modern-day birds and other animals like that too where there'll be animals that are kind of locked in position. It's happening. It's a real big problem with elephants right now in Africa is that the big bulls are all the, what they called the great tuskers, mm, okay. which would get these giant tusks. Yeah. They're, they're being wiped out by poachers because they're tusks. Tusks, right. These juvenile bulls are destroying herds. They're killing females. They're killing juveniles because there's no great tuskers to keep them in check. Oh, gotcha. The great tuskers are giant, and we kind of think it's a similar thing, that where they're kind of leveling the population of males. Mm, okay. they're, even their their presence, their pheromones are suppressing the genes of the adolescent males. Gotcha. Okay. So we think it's a similar thing. And nature, co- uh, convergent evolution happens all the time. Uh, we have it all over the world today. So we think these guys are kind of following that similar thing. Mm-hmm. So these guys were gigantic. But they were have herds. Some of these herd estimates are crazy. So I just told you these guys were like the size of a grain silo. Right, yeah. How many animals do you think were in a herd? Gosh, well, um, let's go 48. <laughs> a couple estimates put them over 500 what? animals. Oh, my gosh. I level a whole community. It's a five, imagine 500 grain silos. But the their world, the world at this time was built around these guys. They had to be covered in plants and trees. So most, if you look at most other herbivor- herbivorous dinosaurs... They were all lowland grazers. But these ancient forests were trying to take over the planet. Mm. So what would happen is these giant herds would move into an area in level of forest yeah. by feeding and just even moving. Right, yeah. Just walking through. But all these other animals would benefit from the grasslands that would spring up after they went through. True. So they were an ecosystem engineer. Hmm. Whether they were doing it on purpose or not is a whole different question. But their presence in the environment made the environment more suitable for, for many other species. Other species, yeah. Okay. So you imagine mm. a herd of grain silos, 500 animals. Yeah, well, you can't stop and some that. Of those, some of those estimates come from like trackways and stuff like that where it's just tons and tons and tons of them. Yeah. Now, early life for these guys is kind of debated. And it's dinosaurs. All of this is debated. Right. All of this is debated. Yeah. I mean, none of these things might even ever have ex- existed. Oh, no, they existed. Okay. That's not the debated part? No. Okay. Just behaviors. It's hard, you know, it's I hard know. to judge behaviors. I just like pushing your buttons. Not on this show. <laughs> uh, but so these guys, eh, what was I even saying? Now you got me all thrown around. Dinosaurs. Um, this is all debated. But uh, now you got me all speculated. Um, we were talking about herd sizes, 500, and then we jumped down. Like this is all. Spe- oh, so their early life. That's what I was talking there about. There we go. So their early life. Some people think that uh, basically after they lay their eggs, there was no parental guidance. And this is much more of an older thought. Okay. Uh, to where they just kind of lay their eggs like sea turtles and just abandon them and let them go. Let them go, and then they make it their own way. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a lot more modern thoughts, and there's some evidence that suggests that they were nest builders. Uh, and they would actually semi-guard their nest. Pretty much they'd just stay at, like... Imagine a uh, 100-foot-tall animal. Yeah, garden a nest. Because their biggest uh, predator at the time was Giganotosaurus, which was around 40 feet long, 22-foot tall at the shoulder. Like a, Isn't that like a T-Rex-looking thing? A cousin, yeah. Another theropod okay. dinosaur. Okay. Uh, so they, them preying on, like, it's that's another heavily debated thing. 
I personally believe nothing ate the adults. In, an adult in good health, yeah, nothing is eating that. It's like an elephant in Africa. You know, lions. What's gonna touch it? Lions will try. Yeah, they will not succeed. Right. Yeah. But now a juvenile elephant, sure. Right. Yeah. An old sick elephant, sure. That's different. But a a bull or a, a, a female in his prime in, in their prime. Yeah. Not happening. Yeah. I mean, literally, it takes one hit from this animal to squish you. You'd have to be like a sky whale and paralyze it and absorb it. So we think that they would. Uh, so like I said, there's kind of two levels of thought for parental care. Is that they lay like sea turtles, they'd go away, and then those estimates kind of put them, they would rejoin herds around year seven. Okay. So they would go and they'd pick these forest environments to grow up in. And the reason they do that is it's hard for large predators to move around in these forest environments. Gotcha. So you think about the Giganotosaurus, you know, kind of think of that T Rex kind of size. Searching if you're for- in a tight forest, it, you can't run full speed. You can't turn on a dime. Right. Yeah. You know, so if you're a juvenile sauropod, you know, you're like, horse size to you know even giraffe sized yeah you know it's a lot easier for you to move around the forest than a 40 foot long 20 foot tall carnivore right yep so you're only dealing you're dealing with carnivores still don't you know there's still carnivores there but you're in an environment where you're still going to be the biggest herbivore in there right and you're a juvenile you're just a baby at year seven is what these kind of estimates put them rejoining their herds and having to deal with more bigger predators because they just can't handle being in these tight forests anymore. Right. They're not big enough to m- knock trees down yet, but they're small or they're too big to be in these forests. Right? Yeah. More modern estimates kind of put these guys actually having a little bit more parental care. So when parents would either guard the nesting site, like the whole herd would just kind of guard the whole area. Okay. To even some females guarding their individual nest. And then babies would stay with the herd the whole time. Hmm. I could, I mean, I can see either way, I guess. And then there's not a lot of eggs of these guys, so it's hard to kind of tell whether they laid twelve eggs. So did they ever find something? They have, we have eggs. Okay. But it's hard to tell whether you know they laid twelve eggs, or they laid two hundred eggs. Yeah. And that kind of will tell you their parental strategies. When eggs are fossilized, are they like just a no? Ball? There's, there's, yeah, I mean, yeah, but there's, uh, you, we have bones in them and everything. They actually have yeah. the embryos. There's or really that? good, uh, like dromaeosaurs and stuff like that, where you can see the whole embryo. That's kind of nuts. Uh, so there are modern estimates. Like, it's hard because, like I said, it's all kind of. There's uh, some modern estimates that say they only laid ten to fifteen eggs, which would point to a much more heavily parental strategy. Right. Yeah. Because if you're having less offspring, you're putting more time into each individual offspring. Right. And we only go all that by our modern Person- the observation of of animals now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's all. So pretty much, in my opinion, I think they're a lot better parents and. Early estimates put them at for, yeah. because there's not a lot of evidence that suggests they just laid mass egg groups. and then took off. And what we think some of those earliest titanosaurs, not Argentinosaurus in particular, but these early titanosaur groups that we'd find these giant nest sites with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of eggs, mm-hmm. we think that was the whole herd's eggs. So it was they were all laying them together in one spot. Yeah, because titanosaurs literally, they'd still be around if it wasn't for whatever wiped the dinosaurs into the end of Cretaceous. That'd be nuts if they're still around. I bet we wouldn't have as big cities any like we do. I think we still would. You think so? I think they would avoid us pretty heavily. Yeah. Uh, I mean, think about there's just no food. True, yeah. I just figured they'd get mad, like, all right, enough of this. Just trample a city as it's going up. I mean, they're only 100 foot tall. It's still bigger. Than, well, I mean, maybe cities wouldn't have got as big as they've gotten. I mean, a 30-foot wall would have kept them out. You think so? Yeah. 100 foot tall? We keep elephants out. With four foot tall fences covered in pepper juice. 
Yeah, but this is a hundred foot tall plus. I don't know. So a thirty foot wall with pepper juice. Nah, they won't. They don't care. They get poked and then it burns. And then they're gone forever. Uh, so how? So from juvenile, from like when they first hatch, to adult size, how many times or percentage? How? What percentage do you think is the growth? Shoot, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't even know what. Twenty five thousand percent. Dang, from that age to that age. Yeah. I okay. just I like that number, so I, I had it in there. Twenty five thousand percent. And it this is a thing that may be uh, kind of misconstrued with a lot of dinosaurs is warm versus cold blooded. Yeah. Like, and now as again, it's all opinionated. Right. They were not cold blooded. They couldn't have been. They, it's impossible. It physically is impossible. Because they would have had to sit in the sun for so long, especially these big animals like this. It was is impossible. Yeah. So most scientists now believe they were either a mix. Like there was something completely unique to dinosaurs. Yeah, like they had or green blood blooded. or something. Or no, it's. I mean, there's a lot of animals with green blood today. Oh really? Yeah, I was just so thinking some random. That doesn't have anything to do with body temperature. <laughs> I know and metabolism. I know. It's just funny. They had green blood. So we have yet to find a complete Argentinosaurus skeleton. Hmm, fishy. We have some really big chunks of them. Uh, but skulls, these guys are so skeletons of most titanosaurs are almost always missing their skull. Mm. Uh, and just think about it when these big animals die, just the level of food. Oh, yeah, it's left. Yeah. So they're going to get pulled apart. So we're missing a lot of extremities. So a lot of neck vertebra. We're missing the skulls. You th- think about the little parts of these guys' bodies. Yeah. Are getting pulled off and dragged away. Oh, yeah. But the big leg bones, we find a lot of those. I mean, titanosaurs, you know, some of them were 12 foot long yeah. leg bones. Nothing's really. Carrying that all by itself. Yeah, yeah. But so imagine having one of them teeth. Like if they, I don't, I'm assuming yeah, they, they had teeth. big teeth, but having one of them, like instead of a shark tooth, you got a ti- titan, what is it called? Titanosaur. Titanosaur, yeah. Tooth around your neck. That'd be awesome. Uh, so nobody knows how Argentinosaurus held its neck up. Okay. It's, uh, we have no idea. I mean, wouldn't it just be like a giraffe? So there's two types of, basically think about it like this. There's two types of sauropods. There's the skyscraper sauropod, which means like they're like a giraffe. Mm-hmm. So they get these big, tall necks that sit straight up kind of on their body. Yeah. And they have a stumpier tail because uh, they don't need that counterbalance. Right. And then there's suspension bridge to where they have a really long neck and a really long tail. Like a, a dipl- counterbalance. Like a diplodocus. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the right one. There's a lot of diplos. It's one on arc, but it's got a long neck and it's a long diplo- tail. Diplococcus is the salamander. No, no, this, well, this is Diplodocus dip- is the sauropod. Yes. So, yeah, so there's two types. We don't really know which one this was. Hmm, okay. Most scientists kind of lead towards skyscraper, but it was the biggest one ever. So it's hard to right. kind of tell. Yeah. Uh, the only close one is Dreadnotosaurus. Dreadnoticus is I, like how some people. Okay. It just has this big, scary name. Right. And there's argument whether it's the same species or close cousin or whatever. But yeah, we, uh, so. Uh, there's been dozens uh, or so ribs, vertebra, five foot long femur sections found. Just sections. Do you get okay? So one of these femurs. Do you want to guess the circumference? Okay, so around like wrapping my arms around it. I mm-hmm. um ten feet. Good guess. Four. Four. Okay. Four feet circumference. That's pretty big. I mean, yeah, you yeah yeah. That's I mean, like, that's like me wrapping my arms around something. That's like a forty foot tall tree. It's pretty big. 
That's pretty big. Yeah. That's just its bones, too. Mm-hmm. Imagine the muscles around it. That Maybe that's like the 10-foot thing I was... Uh, so we think that they had, like, it's us all kinds of... So once again, it's all guesswork. Right, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you ever... Have you ever seen the sauropod dinosaur that has a trunk? I think... Yeah, you actually yeah, showed, showed me. Yeah. So most sauropods have their nose on top of their head. Yeah. Or higher up on their head, their nasal cavity. And some, like, early, early, I'm talking 1800s paleontology, thought that basically they were so big, they walked in these deep water trenches that were all over the earth, apparently. And that's how they lived. In their head, the crocodile. And they, their oh, nose was high up so they could breathe while they were standing underwater. That's why they were so big. And then there was another paleontology group that thought basically they dragged their bellies in ditches that were, like, they were... It's to keep them upright. Like, like uh, their foot, were, they were more like tortoises where their legs went out. Yeah. And they would drag their belly in these big ditches. And it's, it's, but it's paleontology. So it's yeah. all guesswork. Right. So you can't really fault anybody. They'd never seen an animal quite like this. So they were, you have fragmented bones and you're just kind of putting the pieces trying. together. Yeah. I could see the underwater thing, you know. That's why they would evolve such so long necks and why they're so big. They got to be buoyant, you know. So I don't know. Have you seen the new Walking with Dinosaurs? No. It's so good. Yeah. It's probably the I mean, it is the best single doc, dinosaur documentary ever because it's just new data and new computer animations and stuff like that. Yeah. So they had air sacs uh, in their necks. Uh, not not Argentinosaurus particularly, but other titanosaurs. I believe it's Dreadnoticus. Uh, they have air sacs in their neck. So there's a couple of things that it could be. We think it was for either sexual display or bellowing and stuff like that. So the one in mm. uh, Walking with Dinosaurs is a new one. Like every foot, every neck vertebra... There's two big, like, you ever seen uh, prairie chickens? They have the big, like, neck sacks that turn orange, and they, like, flop them out. Possibly, yeah. They're crazy looking. I think I have. But they look normal until they do that. Yeah. So they think it was like that, where they were these giant air sacks that would puff up, like, orange balloons or whatever. And that was just for display, right? Yeah. That's fighting display. Oh, fighting. Okay. But think about it. That sounds crazy. We have sexual display characteristics in animals today that are insane. Especially in birds. Birds, you mean mammals? Think yeah. of antlers. Ah, true. You yeah, you grow these giant chunks of your body, and people are like, well, it's partly for defense. If it was partly for defense, they'd keep them. Right. Yeah. No, they fall off. They fall off every year. Yeah. Every year. Which is crazy to see. Peacocks lose their giant tails every, every year. year. Mm-hmm. So sexual display is a thing that does happen, and they do get quite dramatic. And here's kind of the point: is that. Like people are like, well, you know, it's negatively affecting the animal. Like peacock giant tails. Males yeah. can't really fly. Right. In the wild, they get eaten more way, way, way more often than females. Yeah. Well, I wonder why. But it shows that your like that your genetics are better. If you're still surviving and you're carrying this gigantic sexual display piece, yeah. And you're still surviving, you're still healthy and all this stuff, that shows you have better genes. So if you can donate more of your energy towards this kind of goal, yeah. You show to the females that you're worth it. Right, that you're your, worthy. Your kids are going to be have the better op- uh, opportunity to survive. Be very viable. Yeah, interesting. So keep in mind, what do we say? A hundred tons is kind of like the maximum of this guy. Uh, but so, you know, so about 150 pounds is like where I kind of put him. Mm-hmm. 150 thousand pounds. Right, I know what you meant. Yeah, 150 pounds. 150 thousand pounds. <laughs> it's a pencil. 150 pounds. Oh yeah, it's like sticks. <laughs> Uh, no, 150,000 pounds is where I kind of put them. So it'd take four of these guys roughly to be equal to a blue whale still. Oh, geez. That's insane. So I, I people don't get that's how big blue, blue whales, whales are. are. Yeah. 
Man, we just did that last week, was yeah. it? Man, that's insane. So I just like pointing that out. Yeah. Is I, it? People I, don't get it. Yeah, they're just massive. The, yeah. That's why this Titanosaur is the second biggest. Yeah. Because blue whale's first. Yeah. As far as we know, blue whales are the single biggest animal to ever exist. That's crazy. By a long shot. And, it, and we, we talked about blue whales last week. This isn't the blue whale episode, but right, it's right, due right. to several factors. Right, right, right. But we think even Titanosaurs may have had hollow bones. So they had honeycomb-like structures is what it's looking like. Mm-hmm. So their bones were a lot lighter, but a lot stronger. Right, yeah. But they also had air sacs. They had gigantic lungs. Uh, there's like They were just monsters. Yeah, that'd be that'd be nuts if they were still around. Uh, there's uh, an old video that just shows a, like a herd of Argentinosaurus coming into an area, and it just looks like the end of the world. Just wrecked it, yeah. Like, well, they'd stomp and squish everything. Why do you think redwoods are so big? They had to deal with these guys. Yeah. They literally had animals that were 100 foot tall knocking over every tree. Yeah. All right. Let's just so get bigger than that. So you had to be 300 them. foot tall and yeah. 40 foot thick not to get knocked over. That makes sense. It's our first freaky fauna that was an extinct animal, I believe. Fully extinct. Yeah. Oxlows is close. Well, true. True. There's there's still, but I can still go in the other room and see one. No, you can't. That one in there? That's a hybrid. Still, it's, it's still alive. Technically, oxlows are extinct. Oh, my gosh. Your technicalities. That's, I'm looking at it. Is a wolf dog a wolf? No. Is it a dog? No. It's a hybrid. Yeah. That's what that is. So wolf no. in its name. Wolf dog. Yeah, but it's not either. Eh. It's new. Yeah. All right. I've been the great powerful mystery. And I've been Jay. Have a good weekend. I want everybody to go out this weekend and try to find something that's like 100 foot tall. So you can know. Like, So if you live in a bigger city... Look at uh, like 10 stories. If you live in the rural area, your average, not your mega grain elevators, but your average like city elevator, what grain about, elevator what is about a water tower. Uh, that'd yes. be pretty close. It'd be probably 120 foot tall. They definitely range in different sizes too. Yeah, but so most of the Midwest, like the small town water towers, are yeah. like 120 foot tall. Okay. So it'd be a little shorter than that. Yeah. That's a good comparison. Yeah. And so go out, wave to your local water tower. And imagine that, imagine 500 of them. And they're walking and eating everything. Yeah. Yeah. You can't even imagine their feet. I mean, just imagine stuff like the other dinosaurs living their time. They dwarfed them. Right. Oh, yeah. I had to. Paraceratherium would literally could probably fit underneath this thing's belly, which everybody didn't know yet. We'll do an episode on it eventually. It's the biggest, one of the biggest mammals to ever live. Might still be alive. Yeah. Maybe. Or a cousin. Or a cousin of. So go out and find a big water tower. Find a grain elevator just so you can get this perspective of how big this thing actually is. And then wave to it and say hi. Mm-hmm. And count your blessings. Enjoy the warm weather. Be gratuitous to uh, life. Um, talk to a mushroom. Talk to a mushroom. Absorb the sunlight. Maybe next week we'll do Bob if everybody's good this week. Yeah. Maybe that'll be the present. The biggest thing ever to exist that we know about biologically. We'll stay on this big kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Freaky Fauna Friday. If you want to help the podcast grow, remember to share and give it a five-star review.